the sacred triduum is a tremendous spiritual event. It's one in which Mother Church doesn't conclude the liturgy, nor do we begin once we've started. It continues, although we go and we come at different times for days. We begin tonight with the sign of the cross. There will not be a blessing, there will not be an introduction, there will not be another penitential rite until Sunday morning. We'll give a solemn dismissal Saturday night at the vigil. An invitation for us to enter into this solemn occasion that is one. We come today and we hear the mandatum. Our blessed Lord goes and he washes the feet of his disciples. The institution of the Eucharist is given simultaneous with that the fact of the priesthood. One cannot offer what one cannot consecrate. So indeed the priesthood itself given in the midst of this day. We offer these great mysteries this year. Without the washing of the feet, we nonetheless still have the encouragement to us and the mindfulness of us given from our blessed Lord that what he has done for us, we ought to do for one another. We are to serve. Charity, first and foremost, must be the deciding and and the determining factor of the Christian heart. As St. Paul elsewhere would say, if I have everything, if I have all spiritual gifts, but I have not love, I'm a clanging gong. I'm nothing. We must do as the Master has done. To take up the Eucharist, then, another tremendous gift. To recognize the fact that God has taken on our flesh, but then loved us so much that he stayed here. The Jewish people, in the midst of their Passover meals, they have the the dayenu, the it would be enough. It's a hymn that they would offer, and they would recount the things that God had done. And they would say, they would be mindful of something God had done, and they would say, it would have been enough if he had just done that. And then they go over and above, and they said, but he did more. It would be enough, but he did more. It would be enough, but he did more. Again and again, this, this recognition of this continuation of the refrain of God and his generosity, it would have been enough for him to take on our flesh and to save us, but he has done more. He has given us his flesh to eat. He's given his flesh to stay with us in tabernacles all through the world, that the presence of Christ might never be too far from us. Indeed, it would have been enough simply even to receive the sacrament of, you know, for a short time. But it lasts for eternity. Not just for one meal, but every single Mass. At the conclusion of the supper, our blessed Lord goes out and he sings. It's the only time the scripture specifically indicates our Lord's singing. And you have to contemplate, what what does our Lord's singing sound like? I think that'll be one of the things that, that will continue to bring us to tears in heaven. God willing, we get it. Is to hear our Lord sing. 
St. Augustine would say, he who sings, he who sings well prays twice. <laughs> and imagine the purity and power of the voice of Christ as he sang the Psalms, going out to Gethsemane. We imitate that same journey with him. We too will sing as we process around this holy church to the altar of repose. They're a sort of makeshift garden of Gethsemane for us. Our Lord, when he would speak to his disciples, he invited them to stay awake and to keep watch with him. And he does the same with us, inviting us in the sacred liturgy to come and to stay with him, to keep watch with him, to console his heart by being here, present with him, even in the dark hours of the night. Many saints of the church had tremendous devotion to spending time in the presence of the chapel, uh, the presence of the Blessed Sacrament on Thursday nights because it was the night where our Lord was in the garden and everyone else was asleep when he desired them to be awake. How many saints have been made by Mother Church by the grace of coming to stay for a while on Thursday night, not just on Holy Thursday, but Thursdays through the year to remain with him, to keep watch with him. Tomorrow we will come when we proclaim once more the proclamation of the Holy Gospel of the Passion of our Lord. The reminder to us that the necessary thing that follows our Lord's singing is our Lord weeping. His tears poured out for the world and blood coming with it. He offers his life for us. The veneration of the cross, a great mystery, as we come and humble ourselves before that sign that has saved us. As we heard in recent weeks, all those who would look upon the the sign of the, the seraph serpent upon a piece of wood would be saved and healed. And how much more we to look upon the cross of our Savior. It is here that we find salvation. We make solemn intercession for the world. And in the simple form, allow our Lord to nourish us once more with the gift of himself. Holy Holy Saturday is the only day in the entire year that doesn't actually have a liturgy for itself. It's a striking thing. You can look in the, the altar missal and it says Holy Saturday. I think there are a couple of rubrics that say nothing happens today. We rest. We quietly contemplate our Lord. We contemplate the mystery because we can do nothing while the master is asleep. We can do nothing without him. Holy Saturday is a day where nothing happens. As a stark reminder to us that without his grace, we are lost. There is nothing holy that we can do. And holy night, holy Saturday, Mother Church offers us the richest and most profound liturgy of the year, appropriate for the holiest day. To celebrate these mysteries, to come and to receive the gift of light, to be renewed on our baptismal promises, and to have our Lord come once again to fill the holy tabernacle of this church. 
It is a tangible joy as the bells ring out Saturday night. This single liturgy spread over three days is a rich invitation for us to come and walk with him, to truly allow these days, the full day, to be consecrated as much as possible to love of him. It would be easy to come and to to spend our time at church and then go home and watch TV or watch YouTube or play, you know, just read a casual book or these kinds of things to have to have our dinners as we normally would have them and and to live normal life. And then but then we have a special time to consecrate to God. Right. It would be enough. But Christ desires more just to see himself as given it. To make holy these days, to allow our fasting to increase, our prayer to increase, the silence of our homes to increase, the generosity of our hearts and charity towards others to increase. Indeed, to allow the words of our blessed Lord to echo within our hearts continuously, do you realize what I have done for you? Do you realize what I have done for you? He has done this for you. All of these things. Simon Peter is shocked and scandalized at the fact of our Lord's humbling himself. You will never wash my feet. Simon always saying the thing the rest of us are not bold enough to do. You will never wash my feet. But when he realizes what it must be done... He says, then not just my feet, my hands and my head as well. Wash whatever you need, Lord. Whatever must be done. The hardness of Simon's heart becomes generous. A tremendous gift of self. As we come and offer this Holy Mass to begin the sacred triduum, it's this grace that the Lord desires to give to us. To increase himself within us. So I invite you and encourage you to live these holy days in all of their fervor. To make tonight and the rest of this evening a genuine time of service. To put yourselves at the service of others. The smallest acts of charity done with love are tremendous graces. To reverence the Blessed Sacrament. To honor this day in which it is given to us. And to the extent that you are able, stay with him and keep watch. Our blessed Lord will be here on the altar of repose following Holy Mass until 11 p.m. If you want to spend time shortly after Mass, you're certainly welcome to. If you want to go and come back, fine and good. But to encourage you, spend time with him. Stay with him. There is nothing that we can do better in this world than to be close to Christ. It is the best, the best opportunity for us to waste time that we could ever have. To spend it on Christ. Allow this night to be a holy joy for your heart. A holy consolation. A true understanding and contemplation 
of what Christ has has genuinely done for you. For you. To contemplate these mysteries. To fill your heart with love.